Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, uh, it's uh, great seeing you this morning. Uh, another another day in the week. We've been talking about discerning God's will, which has been kind of fun. And how how's it going for you today? Good morning. Going really well. Uh, we had a our small group at church last night and just a, a sweet time of fellowship. I tell you what, community, I couldn't say it enough times. Good community is such an important thing as we walk this life, right? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, and when you say good community, uh, what does that look like to you? Uh, for me, the real sweetness of community comes when I'm with other abiding Christians, you know, and I, I'll be honest with you, this group that we're in on Thursday nights is a group that has not yet been through abide. Mm. And so we are, and just even as we're having discussions last night, Dan and I are chomping at the bit and they're ready to. So we're looking, we're trying to get a, a retreat scheduled for the group coming up. Um, yep. Hopefully this fall we'll be able to make that work. So yep. we're working on that now, but I know that's going to make it just all the sweeter. Because um, they're, they're ready for it. We're, we're ready to share it. And I think it'll make the group that much better. Yeah. And as we uh, talk about that aspect of community, um, if it's not uh, focused on abiding, uh, and again, it's the simple conversation uh, of a community together who is abiding is uh, the question always becomes what's God saying to you that you that he would like you to share with us uh, as well as process yeah. uh, insight and wisdom and understanding uh, which is really the way uh, the uh, early church functioned right uh, is that you know in Acts chapter 2 uh, it says, you know, uh, Peter stood up uh, that uh, he was uh, given the the gift of the Holy Spirit, and then the gift of the Holy Spirit was given to everybody there. Uh, but three thousand people came to know Christ uh, right. on that one day after they were listening to him. Uh, uh, and again, they were interesting enough. They were they would have been Jews mm-hmm. uh, who had come to Jerusalem for the feast. Of Pentecost uh, and they came from all over uh, which is by the way why the church uh, really pretty quickly uh, went outside of Jerusalem because these people would have gone back to their homes right uh, in right. cities around and uh, Judea and Galilee etc uh, even as far as you know Lebanon Jordan you know etc that we know today um, but um, what it says after that, and in, in, uh, this is in uh, uh, Acts chapter 2, that they met in homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the disciples uh, basically would go uh, from home to home uh, that they're meeting in. And again, because of the size of the home, you know, they had groups of probably, you know, 12 to maybe 20 uh, right. people. Um you know, and again, six to, to eight, nine, ten couples, and then, of course, kids might be there as well. But um, they would be gathering in their homes. Uh, and it says that what they did is the disciples, uh, you know, who would, who would uh, present the Old Testament, because the Jews would know the Old Testament. Right. So they would say, well, let's get into the word of the Old Testament, and now let us interpret it in light of what we've now understood about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would tell the stories. Um, and so what, what, what they eventually wrote, you know, with Matthew, Mark, uh, by the way, Luke is different, but John uh, were uh, followers of Christ. Um, uh, and John Mark, by the way, is the one that Mark, Gospel of Mark, was the one that went on the missionary journey with Paul and Barnabas. Uh, right to the first uh, place. And of course, John Mark, <laughs> um, 
disappointed them because he got he got he got afraid. He was he was I don't like doing this. I'm afraid. Uh, and he just said, I'm going home. And he left them mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of it. Uh, and so um, in, in Acts 15, and this is after uh, uh, John, uh, Paul, Paul and Barnabas had finished their journey, had gone back to Antioch, spent uh, a couple years there uh, discipling. Uh, Paul had become now the leader, uh, and they were anointed by the elders in Jerusalem go on a second missionary journey. Uh, and Barnabas says, let's take John Mark. Right. Uh, and Paul wanted nothing to do with that. And he that. says, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, he, he deserted us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not taking him. Um, and Barnabas said, hey, Paul, you're not right. Um, mm-hmm. There's still potential in this kid uh, and I believe that he'll he'll have a heart to learn and follow. We need to take him. And Paul was, uh, and this is again something that Paul had to learn was, and this is I think part of the struggle that Paul describes in chapter seven of Romans six, seven, and eight is oh, interesting. Uh, okay, the, the flesh mm-hmm. uh, can dominate if 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 we don't seek the Spirit and right. Paul didn't seek the spirit in this discussion. He said, there's a right. sharp dispute. And Barnabas said, Paul, I'm sorry, but, but you're not right. And you're, right. Not, you're not following God here. Um, and this goes back to, by the way, uh, Mark, uh, excuse me, Matthew chapter 10, verses uh, 34 to, to 38. Uh, Jesus said, I haven't come to bring peace, um, but I've come to bring a sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to put me first uh, over everything else and, and then stand on and what I'm telling you, even if it brings division, inviting the other party to, you know, would you have a heart to go to truth? By the way, I do. Uh, right. And that's what Barnabas did is, hey, Paul, I have a heart to go to truth. You need to have a heart to go to truth. And, and Paul said, absolutely not. And his flesh got in the way. Right. And so what happened is uh, Barnabas says, okay, uh, then I can't go with you. Uh, my assignment is John Mark. So he took John Mark with him mm-hmm. back to um, Cyprus, uh, which is where Barnabas lived. That was his hometown. Right. And he disciples him. So, uh, and here's the cool end of the story uh, is, um, this is in 2 Timothy chapter 2, or excuse me, the end of the book. Uh, Paul, which is one of the last books he's written, is 2 Timothy. Okay. Uh, and he uh, uh, asked the people, hey, I'd like you to bring these, and he's in Rome now in prison. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so, uh, and by the way, the prison was, was really a country club. It was really, it was really uh, a very beautiful house that he was living in. He couldn't, he couldn't leave it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was living there and people could come visit him. And he, this is where he did a lot, a lot of his writing. So he actually had a very pleasant time as he's uh, ending his, uh, you know, his tenure of life. But he says this, hey, by the way, bring John Mark mm-hmm. uh, because he's valuable for me for ministry. And he, rec- uh, he recognizes, hey, yeah, I kind of made a mistake. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, hey, yeah, bring that kid. And Barnabas had discipled him. Uh, so uh, they would go from, from place to place to place. And when they went from place to place, it was in homes. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the church that we in America tend to think of, which is get as large as we can. Right. Um, with and a cult of personality. With a with a uh, with a a person mm-hmm. that is charged to bring the message every week, and you just listen to the message. Mm-hmm. You go home um, and come back next week. And by the way, you know, uh, pay your pay your uh, uh, contributions to the church to mm-hmm. make it. You know, keep getting it bigger. Um, and what you're saying about sweet community uh, is such an important aspect of. Uh, what we're trying to help people understand is that, uh, and we would encourage and we work with churches that um, uh, it's okay that you're getting bigger, but make sure 
that you're putting these communities together, uh, what we call small groups. Um, And then the small group is to be learning to abide. And then Mm -hmm. what you share, the truth of what God is speaking to you, uh, to that group, where transformation is going to take place. Um, Absolutely. And authentically, you know, you, you can be very real in that smaller size group. There are things that can be shared that on a Sunday morning would just go anonymous and, and brushed under the rug and, you know, sometimes in dark lights and you just don't even see anything, you right, know, right. but in that smaller community, you can be so authentic and actually share what's really going on and encourage one another with the word and with what God is saying, hold each other to accountability, even in, in hearing from God. And there is just so much, I, I believe, and I know um, just from our conversations, you're on the same track of this, you know, we're not on end times Friday right now, but <laughs> I think that learning to function in these small abiding groups is going to be absolutely paramount when we get to the end times, because yeah. there, there may be freedoms and limits taken away that we're not allowed, you know, from what the Bible says that we won't be allowed to meet as a large corporate gathering like we do. And we need to know how to get together and get in God's word and to hear his voice um, before that happens. So yeah. we're prepared yeah. to continue on with the mission that God has given us. Yeah. And, and that even, won't change. And even if it's, uh, even if it's not the end time, we know uh, because of what's happening culturally, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, there is going to be uh, a, uh, and this is principalities and powers using, you know, culture, using the government, et cetera, that are trying to, to uh, prevent uh, the ability of Christians yes. to thrive. Um, and by the way, it doesn't surprise God. And that's why even with, and we experienced it, interesting enough, with COVID. Absolutely, uh, we did. That, we got a glimpse of that. It. Every you know, all the government authorities basically shut down the churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, interesting enough, and this is this was true for Linda and I. Uh, okay, uh, we couldn't go to worship. Um, what we didn't do is well, then let's just watch it on TV. Isn't that a good idea? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just you're just listening to somebody talk. Um, we continued in our small group. Right. Uh, to thrive and, okay, what's God saying and how is God leading us and guiding us? Uh, and we did that a combination of still in person because we could uh, mm-hmm. or on Zoom right. that, that we could continue. And we actually saw a little bit of a picture of, hey, by the way, um, a lot of churches actually stopped functioning um, mm-hmm. or, or significantly cut back and said, well, watch it. Uh, and I saw that as a as God saying, "Look, uh, let's go back to the first century church. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get back into smaller groups. Let's get back to sharing uh, what uh, God is speaking to each person." And that's why abiding is so critical because right. it's not the what I call the blind leading the blind. Um, right. And it's yeah, I got a problem. You know, sorry, we're so sorry. We'll pray for you. Uh, and there's almost a badge of honor of sharing my problem um, mm-hmm. and or we're studying a book uh, of what somebody <laughs> has written even about uh, Christian things and we're talking about that book and not about mm-hmm. the word of God which and is not about the word which right. is living and so what happens in a small group that's abiding is that uh, the agenda shifts from yeah. just about me to okay what does God say about that Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then we're going to gather around you and we're going to, uh, listen to what you're hearing. We're, we might have a, what was called a prophetic word to say, I think God is saying that this is what he would like to show you, or this is what he's going to speak to you. Um, and we're, and it's out of encouragement. Uh, okay. You yes. got, a, you got an issue, you got a problem, you got a decision, you got a new uh, thing going on. Hey, this is what God is saying. Now we're going to stand and pray with you that you receive it. And we've, we've talked about this, that you, you get, you, you start to receive it, you believe it, Mm -hmm. and then you experience it. Experience it. Um, And then by the way, there's, here's what's cool. And this is true in in our group. Um, God does supernatural stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, He answers these things. He brings resolution to these things and we rejoice. 
uh, wow, how look how exciting that is. And, and then when somebody experiences that in the group because they presented the issue, we heard from God, we stood with God, they believed it, they experienced it, we rejoice because we know that, well, that's true, going to be true for us. Right. The, the thing that we're processing, glorified. and God is glorified, He's glorified through glorified it. in the midst of it, yes. Yeah. So the community uh, that Kathy's talking about is is really a, an important piece of mm-hmm. uh, the abiding process because he never intended us to do this alone. Right. He talked about the body um, and the exercising of gifts in the body. Um, and it's not... It's not the definition of a church uh, that is led by a person, and that person is responsible. It's mm-hmm. all, all of us are called to hear. And by the way, Paul, Paul had to write about this in Corinthians uh, because <laughs> there was the sharing of, um, uh, okay, what is God saying? And, and everybody mm-hmm. was doing that, and that's, that was the norm. Well, what happened <laughs> is that that became uh, fleshly. Mm-hmm. And instead of me sharing, um, uh, you know, what God is saying and with a humility of let's work together on that, uh, there became these divisions. Mm-hmm. There, there became these issues of, well, yeah, but that, that's not right. And you better and you better and you better. And then it became flesh. Um, right. Uh, and then, of course, as it as it developed, you know, into the first and second century, it became centralized, mm-hmm. um, where you now had, and it became, uh, as I talked about in the, in the end time Friday, about the Roman Empire, uh, is that Constantine mm-hmm. uh, became the head, um, and then they established everybody's going to follow this, and you do what I want, and they started to build the bigger church as opposed to the keeping it in small groups. Uh, Interesting. Uh, so uh, uh, the, we, the encouragement that we a- ask for everybody is a couple things. You know, one, are you abiding? Uh, are you hearing from God? And are you starting to experience the beautiful life of God? Uh, and we're, we'll talk more today about the blessings that come with it. Uh, but then secondly, are you in a group yes. that is uh, learning to abide? And then together... If, if we could facilitate that, uh, and that's why we've developed our online curriculum uh, to assist people to uh, get into the Word because right. um, what we do with our curriculum, um, and again, I can just throw up our, our website uh, just so you can get to that and you go to the online school, um, uh, uh, com and click on the online school. But uh, what we've done differently uh, is we're, it's not preaching. It's, mm-hmm. it's not talking about, well, you should, you should, you should. It's just uh, on all these different subjects like discerning God's will or the covenant uh, or forgiveness, um, we just get in the Word. Yes, um, and the and Word the, speaks for itself. And the Word speaks the on its Spirit own. Spirit just uh, moves. So yeah. that we encourage you to... Uh, review that even with your small group, you can use the online course to do that. Uh, and it's, it's just, you're basically just joining the group. Uh, we do it mm-hmm. in a group. Uh, and it's just, what does the word say? Uh, and then it'll impact you as you then take that further into the truth of that uh, as, as a group. Uh, so right. we're, and really know. the beautiful thing too about, you know, we've launched this on the heels. I know you've done the same thing on the heels of taking a small group, you know, like when we've led a retreat, sometimes those will spin into small groups or people who've gone to the retreat will spin out a small group and, and teach the abiding. So if you have a small group now, um, that you're intrigued by this, do the online course of abiding in the vine together as a group. And then what I would encourage you to do is to launch into a group where what you come together for is no longer a Bible study or anything else, but you're coming together and you're holding each other accountable and you're sharing authentically where you've been abiding each week. Right. And the beauty of what happens when you come together and do that is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing how God will speak and how he will use the others in the group to encourage you and how 
it really, you know, one of the ground rules I've shared this before my Tuesday ladies group, you know, the ground rule when we come together, I don't have to do anything to prepare to lead that group, except prepare my heart and make sure I am listening to the Holy Spirit. And then I'm spending my time abiding because then we come together and each lady simply shares what they've been abiding on for the week. And there's the ground rule of lead with scripture. You know, it, it's not, I don't want your opinion, your feelings, your thoughts to be the lead. The lead is scripture. And then what is God saying? And, and we can all converse around that. And it is the most beautiful thing versus other groups that I have been in along the time in my life where there can be a lot of opinions and a lot of um, misnomers about who God is and what he thinks because we're feeding our own opinions in there or reading just the opinion of someone else rather than strictly what God says. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and because of that, because why? Well, there's, there's life in the word. There's, there's, uh, there's uh, power in the word uh, as you focus on what God is saying, uh, and that mm -hmm. becomes exciting and in acts 242 uh, where i was talking about this uh it says they continued this is acts 242 they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship hearing what what they had learned about uh, the old testament and what uh, now they understood about their walk with jesus and again they were they were repeating all the stories mm -hmm. of their walk with jesus through the three years of truth um, which by mm -hmm. the way then got translated into the Gospels and Acts, uh, and that is uh, Matthew, uh, uh, Mark, and John. Uh, they they just kept repeating. Well, we were in the boat after the feeding of the five thousand, and Jesus asked us about, uh, you know, what are we talking about, mm -hmm. and why are you reasoning among yourself? You know, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the and Herod, and the disciples say. <laughs> Uh, he must be upset with us because we're, we forgot the bread, <laughs> you know, and he says, no, you know, you're, you're not pursuing, you know, my truth. Uh, and you didn't ask me about what I'm saying and you're off trying to figure this out on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, well, they would share those stories. Um, this is what happened. So as they, as they kept repeating, 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 getting insight and, and even Jesus had said to him, uh, in John 14, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance everything that I've said yes, uh, and did. Uh, and that's what they were doing over the course, literally, of about 20, 20 to 25 years after the resurrection. And then they write the books. Uh, uh, Luke, by the way, was a historian. Mm -hmm. He was not one of the original apostles, but he came to know Christ uh, pretty quickly. So what Luke did, and he was a physician, Mm -hmm. uh, very detailed, obviously. I was going to uh, say, he liked the details. He liked yes. the details. So he went and interviewed everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and then he, he also wrote the book of Acts as people were expressing, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. And he would basically write it down, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So like, for example, uh, the, the beautiful explanation mm -hmm. of uh, Christ's birth comes from Luke. Right. Well, he wasn't there. He didn't he didn't say, uh, yeah, I remember when. What he did was he went and interviewed Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what happened. And she described oh, by the way, the angel came and I said this and he's writing all this. Kind down. of the the best and first example of a true documentary, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, but he writes the gospel and again it's it's twenty five, thirty years later. So um as you think about how it developed is, uh, it says they, they were uh, steadfast uh, with the, the apostles, the disciples, doctrine and fellowship. They were, they were saying, well, here's what the Old Testament says, which they would read. Uh, and then, by the way, here's Jesus, what he said. Mm -hmm. And they would start to grow in those truths uh, and in, in breaking their bread, uh, communion, uh, fellowship, and prayers. Uh, fear came upon every soul, uh, and the word fear there is awe. Right. They were in awe uh, that, uh, wow, look at the life of the covenant life of God, and many wonders and signs were done. 
mm-hmm. because they were they were in awe and they and they got to experience the supernatural. Uh, and then in verse forty six, so continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. Uh, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, why? Well, because supernatural things were happening uh, and issues were being resolved and an- prayers were being answered. And so they, uh, people would say, hey, what's happening with you? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're learning about Jesus uh, and we're experiencing the life of Jesus. Hey, could I do that? Yeah, come on, uh, join, join our group. And then they would, they would basically uh, grow and multiply, grow and multiply. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that they got bigger as a, you know, they didn't go from, from 15 to 30 to 50. They would go from 15, as they get up to 20, they'd say, well, hey, somebody else go have a house church. Right. Um, and you do it that way because they understood the community. Right. Is what's critical. Um, uh, and it's not uh, the blind leading the blind. It's let's go understand the truth of Jesus. Let's go understand mm-hmm. the truth of the Old Testament. And we would like to experience that. And by the way, it exploded uh, in that way. Uh, uh, by the way, we have an example of that in today's uh, uh, history uh, in China. Um, oh, yes. Uh, they were. Uh, you know, they were having uh, believers through missionaries uh, had, had started, you know, basically churches, um, and they started to grow. Um, and they were following kind of the model of America because they were missionaries from America. Um, and it was, you know, go get, go get a church and go build up the building and, and get bigger. Um, and so they were getting, you know, 150, 250, 300, 500 uh, well, the Chinese government uh, got scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, because of their uh, viewpoint of power and authority, is they didn't want the Christian church to become too big mm-hmm. um, and be, and be a, a power that would divide the ability of people to surrender to the uh, state. So they established a law uh, and said, no church can get bigger than 150. Mm-hmm. If you do, we will come and arrest the pastor and shut it down. Uh, now, interesting enough, uh, and this is some of the discussion I have with people about politics, is uh, they didn't say, well, we're going to fight against that. And God, go change that uh, and right. make, make it happen differently. They said, okay, uh, God, what, what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. And God gave them the answer. Go, go small. And uh, it has multiplied. My, my will is to go small. So uh, they said, okay. So what they did is they started meeting in homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they b- decided, okay, we need to stay under the radar of 150. So um, if let's, let's be in homes of 25 to 30. If it starts to get up toward 50, we'll split. Mm-hmm. We'll just stay so far under the radar. We're not going to push the envelope. Let's just uh, let's just stay in homes. And if we start to get bigger, let's just split into a, a second home and a third home. Okay. So what happened is uh, now now think about that. Um, there's not hundreds and even thousands of of quote trained pastors. Right. They haven't gone to seminary. Uh, they haven't trained. They just gathered in groups and got into the word. Now that now we have, they had the Old and New Testament both. Uh, so they just got in the word. Mm-hmm. And all they did is say, well, let's see what God would say about it. And by the way, because they don't have the sophistication of doctors and uh, you know things that we do in America, their first thought wasn't, Let's go naturally solve things. Let's ask God to solve things. And they had the same, mm. they had the same issues. They got business issues. They got family issues. They got uh, health issues. Uh, all these things. And as a small group, as they were in, abiding in the word, Father, what do you have to say about that? And he would do st- supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened is it exploded and is still exploding. Right. Not, right. not in them getting bigger because they can't. But in multiplying. Uh, in multiplying. And so there's literally 
uh, over 100,000 small groups uh, operating in China. And so there's millions and millions of believers who constantly are being attracted to, hey, what's happening to you? Mm -hmm. I'm learning about Jesus. Uh, And Jesus is doing supernatural stuff. Hey, could I be part of that? Yeah, so Acts 2.42 is being being actually uh, uh, shown visibly Mm -hmm. to us through what happened in China. And see, I believe that uh, through the COVID thing, that it actually is a grand opportunity that God is saying to the church, uh, you don't need to get bigger in terms of Mm -hmm. numbers uh, per se. Start multiplying through the small group because they're not going to prevent you from doing that. Even even if they come hard against you, you can still do it because in China, they you know they still are against the church, but they realize well these small groups they're not they're not gathering together. They're not forming a power block, mm-hmm. and so eh, what do we care? Uh, they're not causing trouble. And now, by the way, why aren't they causing trouble? Because they're walking in the spirit, and there's and God is telling them, "I'm not asking you to change the government. Right. I'm going to function within this this place, which is difficult, mm-hmm. a difficult and place." And tell you how to live amidst it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what we're trying to say about uh, you know finding truth in a world of chaos. Is uh, God says, "Hey, I can show you how to live a grand life." Mm-hmm. And the government you're in doesn't prevent me from doing it because we would say, you know, if we had a choice, do you want to go live in China under their authority? We would say no. Right. Um, shouldn't we change it? And God says no. How about if I give you the life within that context? You know, so mm-hmm. so your you know your discussion here today about the um, community of God uh, is really significant uh, because uh, abiding isn't being isn't ever intended to be done alone right uh right. it's to be shared to be reinforced to have people around you to go to unity uh confirm pray for uh, help you uh you you know me as an individual so when i present to my small group hey here's something that i'm dealing with mm-hmm. what they provide is uh they could provide a word confirmation of what i'm hearing mm-hmm. and then hey by the way they say, I believe it. Right. Are you, do you believe it? And of course, right. my first answer is, eh, not really. Well, we believe it. Stay with it. Let God give yeah. you the faith with it because they're so encouraged. And it's interesting, and I see this with couples and I see this with small groups, is um, believing for yourself tends to be a struggle. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Me believing for somebody else is easy because I'm not vested in it. Right. Uh, I just, well, I hear from God. Yep, I can. You know what? I believe it. I see yeah. it. I can I can see the thing that you can't see. Uh, yes, this is going to happen. That's something uh, my ladies group we term calling borrowing each other's faith. Yeah, yeah. You know, there are some times when, when we're so in the thick of it, entrenched in it, that it's hard for us to believe. But if you have a community of believers around you seeing the promises of God and speaking them into you and believing it and praying ahead of it for you, Sometimes you can ride that. I just need to borrow your faith until God brings it to me and I can step into it fully and receive it. Right. And that's an important part of community. Yep. Yep. And as we uh, continue with this, you know, discussion of Deuteronomy 28, which is the covenant, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. You know, we get to experience. And again, the condition uh, is if you hear me and then follow me, the Mm -hmm. blessings will overtake you. Uh, it will happen. I will deliver the covenant. Um, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Uh, and what you're saying there is that the encouragement of the group. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing? Let me help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, are you being faithful to what you're hearing? And we're going to yes. hold you accountable to that. And you said that. Accountability is good, yes. And then we expect and believe and are going to see the blessing overtake you. Mm -hmm. Um, stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. And we're going to be your encouragers. And by the way, you do that for me and I'll do that for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what happens, we get to see it happen. And and we've been describing these blessings. And this actually has some bearing even on what we're going to talk about today. But uh, Kathy, um, if you would 
uh, pull that up and read uh, uh, where you left off and then go to uh, go through verse 14 and then we'll come to 15 uh, later. But uh, do I think you're in verse, uh, is it nine? We got through nine. Nine, yeah. yeah. So I'll pick up with nine. Okay. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the peoples of the earth shall, shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your livestock and in the fruit of your ground within the, within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and not down. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them. And if you do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Yep. Uh, so he uh, reinforces a couple times in there. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Even that last statement, hey, by the way, um, don't turn to the right or to the left away from me mm -hmm. and chase other things. Um, you know, it's not going to happen if the blessing you're seeking, what I am going to deliver to you, which is the covenant, uh, keep following me. Keep following right. me. Uh, be with me. Be where I'm at. My path is best and none better. Um, it's going to deliver uh, the covenant and, and trust it. And he describes there uh, that I'm going to bless uh, bless you, you know, uh, economically. And again, mm -hmm. we when we say blessing, we mean freedom. Uh, you're going to have financial freedom. Uh, so it's not about uh, wealth or quantity. It's just that he'll put you in a place where you're in sync uh, mm -hmm. with where you are in terms of your income and your expenses and the place you have and all that. Assuming you surrender to what he leads. Yeah, and yes. he said, now remember, <laughs> it's walking with me. Um, and then he says, you'll be the head, not the tail. Uh, now, this is an interesting statement uh, because um, we look at that and we can say, well, wait a second. You know, I work for, I work for a boss. Mm -hmm. And isn't he the head and I'm the, I'm the tail? Uh, or I surrender to a government that I don't, mm -hmm. I don't even like what they're doing and aren't they the head and I'm the tail. Uh, and we could say that, you know, we just described about what happened in China uh, is that, you know, is that government the head and everybody else the tail? Uh, yes, um, and that would be in the natural. Okay. And, and what God is saying is, I'm talking about the spiritual. Mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, and here's why, here, this is why it's so cool. Um, I'm under the authority of that totalitarian government. Um, mm -hmm. I can't change that totalitarian government. Um, and God said, that's, that's correct. However, uh, he says, in my spiritual kingdom, we're mm -hmm. superior to all of them. And you're the head and they're the tail. Why? Well, because they're going to have to conform and I'm going to give you things that they can't give you. And you're going to live out the covenant life in the spiritual. You'll be the head and not the tail. Why? So part of this verse then, um, as you're describing that, what's striking me, and I've never thought of it this way. Part of this verse then is really talking about the spiritual authority that we are given ah. as his children. Ah, okay. Um, it's the authority uh, that we have that it doesn't matter the uh, chaos that we're right. living in. Um, and it's not about uh, you trying to regain mm -hmm. headship politically or headship in your business or, mm -hmm. hey, I want to do this and I don't like what my boss is doing. Uh, and God says, well, interesting enough, your authority is way superior to them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll demonstrate to you and speak to you what I'm going to do to overcome, and he said, in the world, you're going to have trouble, but don't fret, I've overcome it. Right. Uh, because why? Well, you're going to be the head and not the tail. Uh, and, and our authority, I think what you're talking about there is so important because 
you know, even just recently, I was in conversations with some some people and they were talking about, well, this is, I mean, it was what you exactly call, um, oh, now I can't think of the name, but but that, that just that resignation. Really. Resignation, yeah. But it's, um, you know, well, this is- this Christian is fatalism. Christian life looks, Christian fatalism, yeah. that's what it is. But um, that this is just what the Christian life looks like. And I know I'm just going from storm to storm to storm and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And I'm listening and I'm like, you, you have no idea the authority that you are, are an heir to. Right. You're not walking in the authority that he's given you. If, if you are truly believing, you just have to walk from storm to storm to storm and get through this life. Right. And so this, anyway, all of that to say, pay attention to what Rich is saying here, because this is a big deal. And, and to fight this idea that so many of us have settled into this Christian fatalism um, we need to recognize our God-given authority and and that spiritual authority over the things that are going on when the enemy is coming against us. We are not to be flipped around just like he can toss us to and fro. That is not who we are, not as children of the king. Right, that's right. Uh, and because there's, the within that authority, see, is, um, okay, here's an issue. Uh, you know, like the, like the Chinese could say, well, um, yeah, we can't we can't gather as a big group anymore. Um, and God says, "Well, that doesn't really matter. We'll actually within that natural construct, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you supernatural authority mm-hmm. for me to do supernatural work that uh, it won't you won't be impacted uh, by this natural head because mm-hmm. you have way more authority than them." See. Um, right. And I can deliver to you still the covenant life. And, and again, the example, uh, one of the examples we have in Scripture is Daniel uh, mm-hmm. and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is that um, they were under the, the headship of Babylonia. Right. They were taken away. And in the natural, that was their headship. That was their headship. Um, yeah. And um, they had to conform to that new, and it was a totalitarian government. It was, you know, the King Nebuchadnezzar is, you do what I say and that's it. And included, <laughs> uh, and see, this is where it's so, it's so fantastic. Um, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream mm-hmm. and he's troubled by this dream. Uh, so he goes to his, uh, what, what they called wise men. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple hundred guys that were in the hierarchy of their, um, uh, you know, uh, government, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys have been, you know, considered the smartest guys we know, and so uh, I want you to interpret the dream. And so <laughs> they say, okay, great, tell us the dream. And Nebuchadnezzar says, listen, if you're so wise as you, <laughs> as you uh, pretend to be, say you are, yes, then you tell me what I dreamt, and then you interpret mm-hmm. it. And they all say, well, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't do that. Uh, we don't have that ability. He said, okay, that's it. Uh, and he turns to his, uh, hen- what we, we would call a henchman, mm-hmm. and he says, kill them all. Uh, well, Daniel's one of those guys. Uh, and he finds out about it. Um, he wasn't even asked uh, to do that. It was just, it was kind of presented to, I guess, probably the leader of the group the leaders of the group, and they couldn't mm-hmm. do it. And so everyone's going to get killed. And Daniel now is notified, we're going to kill you. And Daniel says, uh, hold on just a second. Could you let me talk to the king? Uh, before he executes all of us, mm-hmm. uh, including me and my friends, uh, could you let me talk to the king? Yeah, okay. So And, and, and uh, uh, Daniel uh, goes to him and says, uh, what's the issue? I had a dream, and um, uh, I want the interpretation. And if you're if you're if you're wise, you can you can uh, uh, tell me what I dreamt and give me the interpretation. Mm-hmm. And Daniel says, "Okay, uh, hold on, let me go. I'll come back and tell you." Okay, now he goes and he, <laughs> he goes to God uh, and says, "God, uh, could you tell me what he dreamt?" And the interp- right. interpretation. And God said, yeah, I can, I can do that. Um, we're talking, see, about the authority. You're, he, Daniel, interesting enough, think about that situation. 
Daniel's the head and Nebuchadnezzar's the tail. Right. Because right. because the power, he couldn't do it. Nebuchadnezzar couldn't do it. His wise men couldn't do it. Right. And Daniel could do it. And he even says, as he's writing this out uh, in chapter two, he says, and by the way, it's not because I have any skill at this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a heart to hear. Uh, and God gave him the, the dream and the interpretation. Right. Um, he then goes to Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Here's the dream. And here's the interpretation. Uh, and Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, thanks. Um, who gave you that? Well, God did. He gave glory to God. My God gave me that. Uh, why? Well, because there's supernatural authority. And as a result of that, he stopped the execution. He took Daniel and promoted mm-hmm. him. Right. Uh, well, you, you, you know what? Hey, you, there's something going on with you. Hey, I'd like to know more about that. You know, come and be part of my uh, uh, government in a higher, higher place and your friends. Um, so uh, <laughs> uh, it demonstrates what we're saying here. And that is that um, Daniel, who was naturally the tail, mm-hmm. he had to do everything that the government said. In the natural. In the sense, natural. Yes. Uh, came to a place where he said, well, there's a higher authority here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have that authority and I can exercise that authority. Actually, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm going to be the head and you're going to be the tail. Mm-hmm. And it's in a spiritual dimension. See, it's in a spiritual right. sense. So that part of the covenant is as you are experiencing these difficulties, uh, the challenges of life. So Daniel, of course, had the extreme challenge of, mm-hmm. if you can't do this, I'm going to kill you. Well, that's kind of extreme. <laughs> uh, but we have issues. We have difficulties. And yeah, we have a right. boss that we're not getting along with. We have a government that we don't like. We have things going on politically. We've got uh, financial issues, uh, all these things. Even health issues. Even health issues. Things, yes. uh, and And God says, well, if you live in uh, my covenant, um, the blessing is going to overtake you. How? Mm-hmm. Recognize that one of the benefits is you're the head, not the tail. Mm-hmm. In what? In my stuff. Right. I never have to put up with my stuff. It doesn't matter what the natural order is where I'm typically the tail. Mm-hmm. He says, no, you can flip it. Because spiritually, in the authority of God, you're the head. Why? Well, because <laughs> I'm way more powerful than them. Right. And I and know more than and I know more than come them. and ask him. Yeah. And once yeah. once we get his word, yeah. then we can step out on faith and power and authority on that. Okay. And then when you say that, go and ask him, see, um, and maybe you could reinforce this. What's the benefit of the community, the group in that process? Mm-hmm. Yes. How does that work? Well, that's where affirmation can come too. And, and even having, like, I like to, you know, when I know I'm really processing something, going to somebody else who will pray and ask God also, and remembering the Holy spirit that lives in me is the same Holy spirit that lives in them. So there will not be two different answers. If we have gone um, in neutral, just seeking God's best, then he will give us the same answer and there can be confirmation and boy, there's power in that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, uh, see, it, it all changes um, if, you, if you receive this. And this is true. This has been true in our group. Uh, well, we do receive that spiritually we're the heads, not the tail. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's start with that. Okay, so you got an issue. Um, our being the head doesn't mean that I decide what I'm going to do. Right. Uh, it's, well, I need to go to the one that has the authority that's going to give that to me. Yes. So it's always in the community. Uh, okay, you got an issue. You got a problem. You got a mm-hmm. decision. You got something going on. Understand. Um, and, and, and what it can be what I call uh, super sticky wickets. Mm-hmm. And sticky wickets are, uh, as far as you're concerned, any way you move, it's not going to work out. Right. I can't see an answer. I just had, had a lady uh, this week who had some difficulty with, with a son. And 
as far as she can see, I don't have an answer for this. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, you could either stay at the tail. I guess I just need to put up with it and what you call Christian fatalism. Mm-hmm. Or, well, why don't you go to God um, and right. let him guide you and lead you because he supernaturally will make you the head, not the tail in everything, mm-hmm. see? Uh, and I start to adopt that. Then I go to my community and they say, what are you hearing? Here's what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. Here's the authority that you're going to be given. Here's the supernatural act that God's going to do. And it becomes what I call nothing but spectacular. Right. Uh, it's exciting. I can hardly wait and, and see the viewpoint when you have these sticky wickets or you have these uh, issues. Uh, it doesn't go, uh-oh, this is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. It goes the other direction is, well, I wonder how God's going to resolve this one. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to God because why? It's a well, hopeful expectation. Yeah, because, because I, I believe and I understand that I'm the head, not the tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, not because of me. And Daniel made, made that clear. He said, this isn't because of me. Right. This is because of God, and I'm just a follower of God, but I get the privilege mm-hmm. of, of, of being where he is, and I'm going to exercise this authority. Uh, so it's really a, it's an amazing statement. Uh, that is given here in Deuteronomy 28 as we fleshed out, you know, these benefits. Um, and mm-hmm. it really winds up with, hey, by the way, uh, you have the authority. You always have the authority. You never have right. to be the tail because nothing is too difficult for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really cool. Well, we're out of time, time again today. Uh, uh, that was that was an important discussion, though. I'm so glad that we got on to that. Yeah, that it really was. was. Uh, Thank you. And, and the cool thing that you introduced about the community of how important that is uh, mm-hmm. to have community around you that is facilitating you you and the group being the head, not the tail. Um, so right. we'll, we'll pick it up again next time about the covenant. But uh, hope you guys have a good uh, evening. If you got questions, you know, send them in as we've, we've given you opportunity and we'd love to respond to them. And Kathy, we will see you uh, tomorrow. That sounds great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We are looking forward to having you with us the rest of the week. Pass pass this on to others. Be a friend and tell a friend and let other people join us on this journey. Yeah, amen. Have a great day, everybody. Okay, thanks, Kathy. See you later. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.